Welcome to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. I'm your host, Christine Trumbull, a certified exit planning advisor, CPA, and certified tax strategist. I've spent the last 30 years working with owners to grow and scale their businesses, and then went on to help my own husband grow his. After his passing, I moved to the next chapter, ensuring seamless transitions for family-owned and closely held businesses. Each week, we are talking to experts about growth and transition, so you can not only simplify exiting your business, but also get as much wealth out of your business as possible. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Welcome again to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Today's guest is Sandra Yancey. Sandra is the CEO and founder of eWomen Network. Her company is a multi-million dollar enterprise with over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America, Australia, and the United Kingdom. E-Women Network produces over 1,500 women's business events each year and the largest multi-day international women's business conference of its kind in New York, in, sorry, in North America annually. In addition to authoring, authoring six best-selling books on business, Sandra is an award-winning entrepreneur and is recognized by the International Alliance for Women on one of the world's 100 top difference makers and by CNN as an American hero. Additionally, Sandra has been selected by the award-winning TV show, The Doctors, to help transform the mind, body, and spirit of its viewers. The eWomen Network Foundation she created has to date awarded cash grants to 115 nonprofit organizations and scholarships to 186 emerging female leaders of tomorrow. I read an article um, on LinkedIn this morning about the frustrations that um, women in business um, and the incredibly small number of women in business below a million, um, it, it, the, the frustrations that the article was about the frustrations of getting the, the progression of women in business, hitting the glass ceiling, trying to get to, the, to those executive suites, trying to hit, you know, a million, 500,000, trying the, the incredible lack of capital investment available to women that women can get. And all of the, 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 the constant push that has go, been going on for women, well, since even before we've been around. <laughs> mm, and, for sure. and, and I'm, I'm quite certain, and we all experience that as we develop our businesses and we grow, that you know, we're constantly hitting our head against the wall, two steps forward, one step back, whatever. When you get into that space, I, I really liked what the article had to say about moving forward. But when you get into that space, which I have to assume that sometimes you do, mm -hmm. um, what do you do to get out of that space and remind yourself why you keep doing this and why you keep showing up every day when... Frankly, it may be a day when you're like, uh, yeah, not even feeling getting out of the bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely have those days, you know, and I remember when I was talking to the executive producer with the doctors when they were first interviewing me about featuring me on the show as their transformation expert. And he said, and I remember him saying something to the effect of, so why you, Sandra, you know, and, and you know, going, you know, trying to help people with their dreams, and I remember leaning into him and saying, you know, Joe, it's actually not about dreams. 
I mean, people quit their dreams every day. I want to work with the people that are committed to their calling. And a calling for me is very different than their dreams. You can't quit a calling because a calling won't quit you. You know, it just, it gnaws at you. It's always there. And there's been times I've gone to bed saying, I'm done with this. I mean, this is like a lot of work and I can sell this thing, you know, and then I, but that's my head talking. And, you know, I, I think our, our hearts have a language, our heads don't our head doesn't understand and um and but our our head screams at us and to listen to our heart we have to get really quiet i'm absolutely convinced that um when i go to sleep sometimes i just put my head down i've learned not to say i'm done i'm qu- i'm quitting before i go to bed because i think it's in that quietness right that almost at an unconscious level but still an impactful level you know i am reminded in that quietness of why i'm doing what i'm doing so it really speaks to do you know your why mm-hmm. right because on those days you'd rather not your why reminds you why you should <laughs> right and uh, and i inevitably wake up and say okay cooler heads prevail i've i've got it I've got to get through this. There has to be an answer. Um, It's just in my unknown zone, right? I just can't see it and nobody makes it alone. So that tells me I've got to start working the phones and it's not dialing for dollars, right? It's dialing for clarity, right? Sometimes, you know, clarity is the name of the game. And once you're clear, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But so many people move around in fog and just don't get the help. Right. Yeah. And I, and I will, I have to, I meant to give you kudos at the beginning of this interview. Talk about clarity. When I was with you, mm-hmm. you, um, you are the person responsible <laughs> and the great uh, 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 creative voice behind mastering your exit strategy. You are the one that came up with that. I, I do not take credit for that. that was a <laughs> but you know, you owned I, it, you know, I, I mean, Ideas, uh, you know, and creative thinking comes from all kinds of places. The question is, are we holding on so tight to what's not working, almost in a fist of frustration, right? you know, or are we, you know, letting loose and opening up that grip so that we can really catch our next blessing? Because great ideas, you know, come from a lot of places, but in the end, it is in, you know, the... A commitment of the person seeking that really notices it, seizes it, and then takes action on it. I mean, right. I know people who have bought URLs. I'm the queen. I can come up with a URL. You've witnessed me. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm not kidding, right? Yes. I mean, I, that's just my zone, one of my zones of genius. But buying a URL doesn't mean you're really building something. Right. You know, I know people that tell me they've got 30, 40, 50 URLs. And I always say, so which one, which one are you cash flowing? And it's amazing to me um, how rare it is, you right. know. And so you took the action and that's what that's what makes you such a superstar. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need it. Well, I like the way that turned. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true, Christine, and I just really want you to receive that because it's true. You're smart, you know, and talented and you seek input and you take action. And it's a rarer, I think that's a word, rarer um, thing that happens than you might, than you might think. I, no, I I do, I do recognize that it is. Uh, you know, working with my own clients, you can give them advice and, and uh, ideas and concepts and, uh, you know, imagination all, and creativity all, all day long. 
uh, it's what they choose to do with it, which is right. what's going to determine their outcomes. For sure. For, for good or for, for yep. not. So do you believe in a work-life balance? hundred percent. It's our ninth value. We are committed to happiness, fun, self-care, and life balance. Um, now, does that mean I'm always in balance? Absolutely not. We just got off a big uh, three-day show last week, which for us is really a seven-day show <laughs> because we're like prepping and prepping and prepping and rehearsing yeah. and refining and refining. And then we've got, you know, um, sound checks and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And, the, and then the show, st- you know, starts. And then once it's over, there's all the follow-ups and things that we have to do and the onboarding, you know, of a bunch of new clients and all of that kind of thing. So I'm a little, I've been a little out of balance uh, for the last couple of weeks, um, but I'm taking care of my, it's my son-in-law's birthday uh, today and my daughter and her husband are going out to dinner and I am just going to love up on my little 17 month old granddaughter, almost eight months, I think, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's not about living in perfection, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about understand if you believe it, if you don't believe in balance, chances are you'll never have it. But if you believe in it and you're human and you're an imperfect human, you'll notice when you're out of balance so that when you believe in it, you then start making, you you know, mid-course corrections so you get better in balance, right? Right. And so um, I was long overdue for a long bath and I did that this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I think tomorrow I'm going to give myself the gift of a massage because I wore heels yesterday. And I said, oh, my feet still hurt from the show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, um, yeah, I absolutely 100 percent believe in balance and I give myself some grace that it's hard to maintain but I believe in it enough to notice when I'm out right. and I get really clear. I am way out of balance right now. When is the turning point? And I have to be my own rescue in that. Cause it's really easy to let your business suck the whole life out of you. If you yes. don't, if you don't, you have to manage your business or your business will manage you. Exactly. <laughs> and manage your calendar or that will manage you. <laughs> and that's always, of it, isn't it? Yeah. That's always well, a challenge. <laughs> I know. I always teach tease people. They say, how do you get, uh, you know, the space for some of your creative thinking, your innovative thinking. And I always say, I plan my spontaneity. <laughs> it's an oxymoron, but I block chunks of my calendar off. Right. It just allows me to be begin to think freely and do some research and look things up or make some phone calls or jot some thoughts down, you know, look at my narrative. What does it need? How does it need to shift? How am I being relevant? Right. How do I, um, you know, show that I am in alignment with the, the, the prospects who are looking at doing business with us. Right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I, while we could spend a lot of time speaking to this next question, um, what are just a few of the top recommendations that you could give for creating that highly successful business, especially to all of the new people coming in, but also to those that have been around for a little while? Okay. So you went three things in about a minute. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let me see if I can rattle them off. Um, you have to have your A team. So, and there's two levels of A teams. There's an always team and there's an access team. Mm-hmm. So who are the people that you always need to have? And whether you uh, want to, uh, you know, 
uh, create uh, employees or outsource. It doesn't matter. You still need a really great relationship with a banker. Her number should be in your favorites on your phone. She needs to know you and have a file on you and you need to show up and give her the things that she puts in the file that forces her to create a file on you, like a blog that you've written or a newsletter or just the front page of your uh, website or a copy of your book or a picture of the cover of your book or I hear just go on and on and on, an award or something like that that forces because you will need a banker whether you if you really want to scale you're just going to need that relationship you right. know for a lot of reasons right? right and you want to you know establish your business credit and that kind of thing so that's one the other is related to relationships and i think it is you have to do your people math you have to take an inventory of the people who are adding and multiplying versus the ones that are subtracting and dividing not all people may be in your life forever some come for seasons and reasons some do stay forever um, but um, not everybody is with you for the long haul and pay attention to the ones that are not smiling and clapping for you um, and uh, pay attention to the to the ones that are and they're celebrating you and uh, they're inter- making introductions and that kind of thing. I always say sometimes your network can actually shrink in size a little bit, but magnify and expand in value, but you have to be constantly uh, doing that evaluation, right? And the third thing is do only the things that only you can do. That's the job of a CEO. You know, if you find yourself doing all things, chances are you're working for a lunatic. And that's not uh, Michael Gerber. I heard him say that one time. It was life changing for me. So, you know, your job is to move the business forward, do three things every day for five days. That's 15 things a week that are actually tied to moving the business forward. So it's not answering emails and stuff like that. It's very strategic. And if you do that, you tie them to your, you know, uh, weekly deliverables, your monthly milestones, your quarterly benchmarks and your five annual goals. You're on your way. You are speaking my language. <laughs> you really so are. System. And it's, 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 it's really for everyone. Yeah. You know, success isn't for the chosen few. It's the few who choose it to do the things that really drive success. Exactly. And it's, it's about um, ruthless execution, as I mm. call it. Love that. Yeah. Ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. I love that. Well, somebody introduced it to me as relentless and I'm like, okay. yeah, go ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a little oomph to it. Doesn't it, does. it? it does. <laughs> yes. I go over, you know, I go all in. I love that. So, so it, it, in, in, in uh, the, the ruthless and relentless execution actually came from my, from my exit planning arena. Do uh-huh. you believe in exit planning? I absolutely do. And I'm living and breathing it right now. I mean, I built my business and, you know, once I got access to people way more successful than me, you know, and, and really got a seat at the table and I wasn't always invited at the beginning. I, I, you know, I wrote a check for it. I always say, sometimes you got to write a check for speed if, you know, and everybody that's in business that really makes it to the top has done that. I promise you. Yeah. And, um, and when I've done that, I've gotten um, some perspective that I didn't think about. So um, I, I always thought that I was going to, you know, sell my business eventually. Um, and then, you know, it just so happened about three years ago, my daughter and I were talking and we were kind of teasing each other, to be completely honest with you about, you know, her working in the business after she was very clear, you know, when she was, um, you know, in her, um, I would say 12, 13, 14, I probably violated some child labor laws, but I used to make my kids come in in the summer and help or whatever. And I remember thinking, so what was your big aha this summer? And she'd be like, I'm never working in a cube. And, 
you know, which was code for I'm never working for you is yeah. really what that meant. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, both, I think, uh, grew together and, um, you know, just entered this wonderful new journey of adulthood together and things do shift and change. And mm-hmm. she brought up one day that she really could see herself working in the company. And we had a spot which was perfectly in her wheelhouse. And once she got here and we started talking more and more, I realized, boy, this could be something that, you know, would be a wonderful transfer of, you know, leadership. Mm-hmm. And so she's been with the company, I want to say three going on to four years, and she's really learning the business mm-hmm. and uh, very, very impressive and things still to learn and things that she said to me, I need to learn this, or I need right. to learn that. And so you know, we said we would we would track it for a 10-year plan. I think one of the biggest mistakes that happens in succession planning is that um, the, the, the successors don't really come in and really um, mentor under someone to really learn the aspects of the business. And when you're the right. CEO, you don't have to know the intricacies of everything, but you have to be really aware of how each role contributes to Absolutely. the success of the business, right? Right. We say a great CEO doesn't have to have the answers. They need to have really great questions. Yes. And listen. And and surround themselves with people who really do know the answers really uh, well. Beyond the answers. <laughs> yes. Not not that you go, ah, they got it. Just what right. I was thinking, but rather they brought something that you go, wow, I could never have thought of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yes. yes. Yeah. That's and when you, you know you really got the A players. If, if yeah. everybody's just matching your thinking, they're probably average players. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We don't need yes people around right. us. We need people who are, yeah, bring something to the table. Absolutely. Exactly. And you two exactly. seem to work very well together. And yes. I, I do see, I do see that she could definitely pull this off in time. Yeah. Yeah. And you and it's it's about giving her opportunity after opportunity after after opportunity. That that's proven to be very easy for me because she uh and, and my husband for that matter who's also in the business because mm-hmm. she's she has very high standards and I don't know if it's her own internal uh stuff going on because she, you know, uh, wants to do well by us, but I think it's I do think it's her own standards. I really think she has her own you know, a standard of excellence and we just happen to match on it. So it's been joyful for me to um, include her and to help her. Right. Yeah. That's when it, I I love it. I love watching it when it clicks Yeah, and it really does roll. Not necessarily smoothly. I can only imagine how painful it is when it doesn't. You've probably seen some of that. And I, (laughs) Uh-huh. I can, I can only imagine, and it makes me shudder. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's, it is painful. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. It's very heartbreaking, but I think that's but great. I Christine, don't you think a lot of it sometimes has, um, has to do with the lack of a plan? Yes. I just think, you know, my mother used to always say, how did that go? She used to say better to be prepared and there to be no opportunity mm-hmm. than there to be an opportunity and you not be prepared. I just think you never that. go wrong learning how to master preparedness. Right. Right. And and just the, the simple concept of communication, just, just talk to each other. Yeah. Tell, tell people, tell the other person what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. And And that's kind of complicated when it's your kid. I think it can be, uh, I mean, because I'm Sandra at work, right. But Mm -hmm. I'm mom personally, Mm -hmm. you know, and so balancing that we've had to have our own chats around that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. And working, I'm much more cognizant of it since we've right. chatted about it. And quite frankly, she was the one that surfaced it. So, you know, what a blessing. Yes. 
Yeah. Very much. Yes, very much. Yeah. But I mean, but you talked, you had that communication, you had that open line of communication. I've seen too many family, um, you know, generational, the the, the multi-generational that that don't have that open communication until, quite frankly, until it's too late. And then it just becomes destructive and toxic. and, And it's not just the family that is being affected by it. It's the the, the employees, the family of yeah. the employees, the customers, yeah. the vendors. I mean, oh, for sure. The you ripple know, effect, right? The, the ripple effect is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just, just having that plan and an open line of communication can do, I, I mean, quite frankly, it can do wonders. Yeah. And, and part of the plan is having a set of values around how are we going to be when we right. are with each other in this environment? And then what is our process when we feel a chink? in the, in the chain or something is out of alignment, you know, are we, can we talk about what that process would, I mean, in many ways, that's what, you know, uh, buy sell agreements are and things like that. So that, you know, managing partner agreements so that when things are off, you know, it's, it's, it's much easier to sort them out when everybody's in the honeymoon dreaming phase than when it's not feeling good. Right. Right. Exactly. Goes get involved in territories and, you know, all of that. And, sure. and yeah, usually that's when it goes downhill pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Knock so, on the I'm not going yeah. <laughs> everywhere I can talk. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah. So what are you reading right now? Um, I am reading, believe it or not, the my my book right now is I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. <laughs> I got it right here. I do. I'm reading. It was actually a gift to me, a Christmas gift from one of my employees, Nicole. Okay. You know, and it's been very powerful for me, believe it or not. And it's had a lot to do. It's a completely different story, but there are, I found parallels in it uh, right away. You know, when you're raised, you know, I was raised by a single, you know, Mexican mother for many years, um, Maria Lopez. Uh, Gutierrez. And um, so uh, my mother saved for college for both of my older brothers and not for me. Mm, And um, but my mother always wanted the best. Nobody ever wanted more for me than my mother, but she could only give me what she knew. So what was in her blind spot? Right. She, you know, she couldn't uh, shift. But when I said I want to go to college, I mean, uh, both of my brothers you know, went to college and I had to stay home, work and pay my way, you know, and I ended up getting a job that, you know, gave 75% reimbursement and all of that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it was a little bit of a tug because my mother wanted me to have everything that she didn't have. And as it impacted kind of the cultural norms of being her daughter, combined with the fact that she was, you know, um, an orphan and raised by the nuns, which is a very indoctrinated, mm-hmm. you know, uh, way of thinking and being and that kind of thing. I, I knocked up against that yeah. and we had our tugs around all of that, but in the end, you know, uh, you know, I, instead of trying to get her to conform to me being strong, I look back and have a picture of continuing to allow her to be her. And she held my hand, I had my hand underneath her hand till the day that she died. Yeah. And it, it wasn't that I didn't hold her hand on occasion. It's just that I, I, I think I subconsciously just learned I'm never going to change her. So let, let her be her. Mm-hmm. Right. And my relationship was important enough that I wanted to adjust my behavior accordingly, but I still had to own 
me in the yes. process. Yes. I've you actually know? had that same progression of relationship with my own mother. I, I mean, mm. they, we have, it's it, uh, for, for me with her, it's about accepting her where she yeah. is, how she is. She is who she is because of the time that she was the, the, the era that she was raised in That's the people right. that she was raised by the, yeah. you know, the, the, the entire. Yeah. Know, I think, I think our generation has a little bit more of that tug than I think I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm, I think I'm better with my own daughter mm-hmm. than my mother was with me. And, and I, I hope that's the way it always is. I want right. her to be better with her daughter than right. I was with her. And right. you know right. what I mean? I mean, that is the, how you show evolution and progression, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, but I look back and realize on many levels, what an unlikely success story I really am that I, I mean, this book has really just helped me while it's a whole different story there's parallels because it talks about a, a, a girl whose, you know, sister was a favorite and she got killed in an accident. And my brother was a favorite um, only because he was born with a hole in his heart. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of just taking care of Ricky. You know, he had a hard time sleeping when he was little. So we never knew when he was going to sleep. So when he slept, it was always about, shh, you know what I mean? And keep yeah. it down and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And then, you know, he was killed in a car accident instantly when he was 27, I was 26. And, you know, so there's enough parallels that it's amazing what bubbles up for me as I read it. It's quite seductive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to say that's probably the best answer I've gotten. <laughs> that's really, it's, it's deep. I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of people just toss, toss off, you know, whatever business book they're reading at the time. But yeah. this this has meaning and impact, so I yeah. love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, and now that I have my own little granddaughter, yeah, I mean, it makes me want to continue to look at me a little bit closer mm-hmm. um, because I I'm, I'm I'm hoping that you know I will be of some type of influence to her, and I would just want to be the best at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. the more insights I learn about me, mm-hmm. uh, I just think the better person I'll become. Right. And, and that's very true. The more yeah. self-work you do, yeah. the more you improve. For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. Excellent. Yeah. So last question. And, yes. and thank you very much for this. This has been fantastic. Mm. So what's next for you and possibly for e-women? Um, what's next for me is just, um, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record, but it's just so special to have this new letter, little generation. And I also am worried about the world. I think um, it makes me, it, it calls to me in a bigger way because I want to leave it in better shape than it is now. And one of the things, one of the ways I know that I can have a direct impact is you know, helping women achieve their dreams. I mean, I, nothing, nothing could ever uh, go wrong when women, you know, uh, step up to the best versions of themselves, you know, the ripple effect uh, for us. And I think the world is calling for uh, women to be uh, bigger leaders and play a bigger role. And I'm not male bashing. I don't believe in putting men down to elevate women. Right. Um, I'm not an anti-male person. I've been with my husband for 40 plus years. I've got a, a wonderful son that I'm raising. I'm really proud of who he is and mm-hmm. and how he's showing up in the world and the kind of woman he is attracted to. And um, uh, so, but I do think that, um, I do think that, you know, men have done a lot of wonderful things in the world. And I think it's just calling for 
um, our female energy, which I it would is which is not subservient, right? Right. It is a very powerful, um, important energy that I think combined will make us, you know, a better world. So, Excellent. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you again for giving me this time. I really do appreciate it. And this has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Um, well, I knew it would be. I was so excited when you invited <laughs> me. So thank you for the invitation. I adore you. No, thank the work you. that you're doing in the world, Christine. I thank really you. do. It's very important, powerful work. And I, I'm honored to be part of your journey. And I am very honored to have met you, know you, and be a part of your organization. Yeah, we're girlfriends and, now, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. so great. So, all right, guests. So, as always, thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you have found this conversation valuable. So, this is Christine Trumbull with Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Until next week, have a good one.